Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's the Little Cutie Podcast. It's not too long. Oh, today we got a special guest. It's uh, it's the one and only JJ Wack Rat. Is that your last? Wack? Close enough. Yeah, w- close w- enough. What kind of I? Wack Rat. Yeah. Wack Wack Rat. Wack Rat. Yeah. Wack Wack. Technically, in Hebrew, it's Vuck Rat. Oh but yeah. But then when my dad yeah. moved to Canada, yeah, uh, he wrote it O U A, like phonetically French, like Wack Rat. Uh, uh. And then and then we moved to like the English side of town. And uh, everyone just said Ukrat. So uh-huh. when I was in grade four, they changed it to Wackrat. And uh, nobody else has yeah. that name, probably for a good reason. Yeah. Because so, it kind of sucks. So no one ever made fun of you in elementary school, right? No, no. Never. I was never running rodent or no. strolling shrew. Yeah. Or like perambulating. Did they ever play like Whack the Rat? Did they ever? Uh, yeah. Every everything, anything and everything has been has been done. I see. Yeah, so uh, JJ is uh, is the uh, he's the organizer of the uh, roast battles over here in Tokyo. Uh, he's uh, he's an Aquarius, and uh, you know he. Uh... I'm a Cancer, actually. <laughs> I think it's the worst of all signs. I don't believe in star signs at all, but uh, I think that if you had to have one, it shouldn't be the one that's either a crab or. Uh, disease that kills people yeah yeah i'm i'm an aries so you know i'm a goat and i'm the goat of comedy well maybe one day uh it's not uh it's not well anyway right now we're in the uh we're in the bedroom of an eight-year-old girl uh great great uh podcasting studio here uh over here in japan my daughter shouldn't have been home from school yet but apparently they let her out early today so i think she ditched i think maybe she ditched you know, she's like, fuck fifth period, am I right? Like, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, fuck fifth period. Um, they, they're out early. Like, I think three days a week, it's 12, it's like one, it's like 12.50 or one or something, and then three days a week, it's like almost three. I wish every day was three, because... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, school's boring, huh? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was uh, chatting her up a little bit, and, uh, you know, she said, uh, she said, uh, school is boring. That's, uh, that's, uh, well, I agree, you know, I don't, uh... I'd like, I, I always found it very interesting uh, that when there was kids that were like really into school. So I remember in grade four or five, maybe five, um, one of one of my classmates, a guy called Raj Ramanan, uh, and he, like I remember when the teacher was like, hey, we're going to do a project, he legitimately got stoked. He's like, I love projects. And I'm just wondering. Did you beat him up? No. no. Good guy. Ran into him years later. He's like a startup founder. Uh, but like, where, what? has to go right or wrong in your childhood for you to be like, I'm stoked for more homework. Yeah, some people are just go-getters, you know? And some people are just, you know, lazy, I guess. You know? I'm, I think I'm one of those people, right? Like, I love accomplishing things and getting them done. Yeah. And I think it makes it extra special when you also love not doing things. Yeah. Yeah, I love the rewards of hard work, but I don't like actually doing the work. Yeah, you know? I think, I feel, I feel that's like fairly common, fairly normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we uh, we just uh, we just finished watching the uh, roast battle championships that they had over in uh, Denver. You know, they were streaming that online. So JJ had a, JJ and I had a cute little date today. You know? Yeah, it was a mandate. It was yeah. fun. It was our first. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I, just for those of you who aren't familiar, roast battle. This is the first year of the roast battle league. Uh, roast battle as an art form has been around for ten years, but this year they put together six international cities, six cities in North America. Uh, at the end of the season, the top two cities uh, in each division got to send someone to the finals and we were third place so we got edged out by scotland unfortunately uh, and so they sent their best guy who's also uh, their promoter right the guy who runs their league I'm not going to say that's suspicious because he's a really funny guy ryan cullen 
and uh, they just crowned a new champion. So congratulations to Ryan Nesson, and I enjoyed it. It was fun to to watch it, but watching the stream kind of takes something away from it. It's fun to watch it live. It's fun to be part of that, but I feel like when they put that video out in a couple of weeks, it's really going to pop more with the sound levels and things like that. Yeah, I mean, the uh, live stream, of course, didn't have the uh, a microphone on the audience there, so we couldn't really hear the laughter too much, you know. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how, you know. Fix it and post. That's that's the uh, motto in uh, Hollywood. I don't know if you've ever been on a Hollywood production, but the uh, the motto is fix it and post. I have never been yeah. on a Hollywood production. Hollywood versus Bollywood, though, at the next roast battle. So we're doing Your Hood's a Joke uh, in a couple of weeks on February 17th. And we have a visitor from Mumbai. And uh, and so we're going to do a Hollywood... Vinay's cousin? Or who's visiting? No, but Vinay is representing... for the. We always... Whenever we do Your Hood's a Joke... Yeah, uh, we've made we've let him represent California before, but we've also made him represent India, which I think is like a little disingenuous because, mm. you know, he's really from the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but I think this one is actually perfect because Vinay has we call him Vinay MDB because he has an encyclopedic knowledge uh, about any movie and any actor it's uh, yeah he's a giant nerd yes yeah but it's like on it's really like on the spectrum level uh knowledge and he's one of those people yeah. who supports cinema uh who loves movies and he's from la yeah he needs so, medication but he's also familiar with some of that bollywood shit because of you know growing up in a brown house and so uh, i think it's going to be a fantastic battle muhammad hussein so he's a he's from mumbai versus uh versus Vinaya, it's going to be a... I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. It's going to be brown-on-brown brown violence. I can't wait. Hussein is an Indian name? I thought it was... Well, there are more Muslims in India than there are in any other country in the world, save one. I thought, so. they, I, I thought they kicked them all over to Pakistan. There. No, a significant whole... percentage, yeah. yes. But there's still like a hundred and something million. Yeah. So, so that makes it... Yeah, it's a very... Yeah, there are many, many... I actually don't know if he's Muslim or not. I'm just guessing from the name. I see. So it's a fair bet, yeah. I see. Yeah. How about you? You're uh, what? You're uh, you're Jewish Muslim. Technically, this, this I, I'm an Arab and a Jew, uh, but uh, you know I really identify uh, as fat. So who who are you rooting for in the uh, Hamas Israel uh, conflict? There, what are you? I think I think the Little Cutie podcast is not ready for this kind of heat. <laughs> um, like my listeners are, uh, you know. I used to have a couple good Gaza jokes, like a couple, you know, where like it was clear that I was being sympathetic, but you know, and and uh, and and those jokes are retired yeah. that's not there's nothing yeah there's nothing funny about that well i think it's obvious that israel wants the west bank uh, specifically because it's a bank jews love money that's the uh, that's the joke there. that's uh yeah that's the uh that's all you i should, got I, you should, yeah should take that to open we, like see what happens yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can edit, i can edit this later you know but I probably won't anyway uh, Did we have, you know it's funny we had um so i was i was uh at a mic not too long ago and a, a Moroccan gentleman stepped on and I think he's like, but he lives in Germany yeah. and he, he, he did well. He was funny. Um, he, he was here for like a month or something like that. And, <laughs> and so I said, Hey, like, listen, like, uh, like I'm going to, you should reach out. Maybe we can put you on a showcase showcase before you get here. And so, uh, I liked it. I thought he was funny, funny dude. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I come to that, to the Tokyo comedy bar that night where he had just, he had just showcased that he had done a really good job. 
but apparently he lost them at the end. And I was like, did you end on the Gaza joke? Because he did have a Gaza joke. Mm. And it was in the middle of the set. Mm. And so he had he had a sort of chance to like, not just recover, but let people know that he's like kind of like a funny, personable guy. And he mm. moved shit around and ended on that joke. And right away, like, <laughs> like you ended on that joke, didn't you? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> like just the audiences. And, and then, you know, uh, it was a funny joke, but, you know. Yeah, I, I would. I, would <laughs> I think the uh, the audiences here are probably the most difficult in the world because uh, you know everyone's from different countries. Everyone's English level is uh, <laughs> different, you know, and and so every joke you make has to has to appeal to the whole world, which is uh, quite difficult. Well, the funny thing is, is that in other in other cities, you might say like, "Where are you guys from?" Like, but like, or you know, but here we establish what percentage of the audience is from out of town or what percentage is local. Mm. So you have jokes about life in Tokyo, which may not make sense to someone who's passing through here because they don't have the Japanese ability. They haven't been here for very long. They don't know about you know, power harassment or mm. uh, burnable and unburnable garbage. They just don't know these things, right? So we have to establish very, very quickly what percentage of our audience is local, what percentage of our audience is from out of town, and that will sort of govern uh, some of the jokes that we make, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually, I, uh, I I I mostly try to assess the uh, how many native English speakers we get in the uh, and then how how slowly I have to uh, deliver my my set there. That's the that's the main thing. There is yeah. the uh, speed. You know? the speed which you yeah. deliver the us and the yas. Yeah. The us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> They're not laughing. That must. That must mean their English sucks. I guess it's not me. It's, it's not their my fault. fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's, it must be their fault. They're English. They're, anyway, it's a tough crowd here over at uh, over at Tokyo Comedy Bar. You know, is uh, yeah. So how's the uh, you know how's it how's it uh, how's the stress level there? As the organizer, you know, I, I tried to organize a show once. It was uh, quite stressful. I uh, didn't, never wanted to do it again. But uh, you you uh, consistently organize shows every month. What uh, what's what's what are the ups and downs of that? So we used to do roast battle only a couple times a year, and then I would do like some big shows. Yeah, but it's our it's, some, our, it's yeah. our biggest show. I think it's always selling out. You know. Uh, so. Well, what I what I mean is that like I used to we used to put like 130 people into Good Heavens, and and we would do it a couple times a year or. I would do like a occasional really big show. And so it, it, it always seemed like, you know, I'd kill it every time. But the real difficult thing is the daily grind, right? Is like filling in this, now the club, but it used to be shows every week, those Wednesday nights or those Saturday nights um, that BJ used to do. And that to me is a little bit harder than doing shows infrequently. Now that we're up to like once or twice a month, uh, I get stressed out. Mm. We have a pretty much unblemished record of selling it, that show out. And I don't, and I get really stressed out a day or two before if ticket sales are light. And, uh, cause not, not, not just that we want to keep that streak going, but because that particular show works so well when it's packed. It's like one of the only shows where yeah. you can really make people stand up, you know, they pay for a ticket and we're like, sorry, man, uh, you know, there's no more seats. You got to stand. And everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. Cause I feel like it's got that like eight mile battle kind of energy. Yeah. And it just works really, really well in a very hot room. So I always get really stressed out when ticket sales are light. But somehow, day of, it always seems to work out. I'd also want to be standing in case there's a fire also. Because, you know, then you can run out of, you know. We had a fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not so long ago. I think the um, 
the, the, the Korean barbecue place downstairs. It's funny. The uh, the building itself is made out of brick, so it's uh, it's 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 quite confusing when there's a fire in a stone building. But uh, yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens more more often than you. Because the thing is, is that buildings are full of things that are flammable. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they they use fire to cook their food at every table. Mm. Right. So yeah, and of course, whenever I do a set, I just bring the fucking fire all the time. You know, so it's. Uh, you're not, he's, he's not, he's not smiling. If no one's, we don't have video on this, but he's, uh, he's giving me a dejected, uh, expression. So you're on break right now. Yeah. How's that? What are you doing with your time? I, uh, nothing. I just, I just, uh, waste, just, uh, what is a day in the life of, of, uh, Max Kevin on, on holiday look like? I wake up, I, uh, I, uh, greet Zorro. He's usually, uh, sitting on the sofa, you know? With my wife just like hanging out, sitting his fat ass on the sofa doing nothing. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, Zoro, you're a fat, lazy piece of shit. And he's like, yeah, rub my belly. And uh, I do that for a little bit, you know, then I drink some coffee. Then I uh, do my flashcards, you know, got to study Japanese. So I do my flashcards and then uh, usually I'll uh, read the news a little bit and then think about my life and then uh, just uh, swirl into a deep, dark depression and then uh, until it's dinner time. That's you, um, what kind of news, what kind of news catches your eye? Oh, I, I usually just check the uh, economic news mostly. Yeah, I like economics. Don't you guys love economics? Don't you love? No. No. All right. Uh, I think I think uh, I tried a nickname for Max and it never really stuck. Yeah, what was that? Buy gold now, Max. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was like a lot, a big percentage of of your social postings, right? Was was talking about uh, how uh, essentially that the. We've moved away from the gold standard yeah. and that money is all fake, but, you know, yeah. gold, buy gold now, Max. Yeah. Uh, and it never really stuck. Yeah. But. I'm still waiting. Still waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> still waiting for that catalyst there. You know, I've been kind of waiting uh, since 2008. Have you made made back your losses? No, no. No, I lost everything. It's all gone, man. It's all. But that's my fault. It's not that, you know, I bought, I bought options. What's the problem? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, they went to zero. They all. You don't get anything back. If those don't hit, you get. It's nothing. It's, ga- it's gambling, basically. Yeah, it's gambling. It was. So gold is not a gamble. Was, gold is a sure thing. Uh, well, the price has been relatively stable. Like yesterday, the uh, Federal Reserve just uh, announced that they're not intending to lower interest rates, but of course they will as soon as uh, as soon as uh, uh, a problem happens. Uh, and because of that, the market went down a percentage and a half, but gold was up slightly. So uh, yeah, gold is very stable, uh, if if nothing else. You know, the, I'm I'm gonna venture to say that nobody that listens to the buy uh, to the little cutie podcast has the money for gold right now. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of economics, uh, I mean, like I feel like you 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 find that interesting, right? And you've been doing comics about it. Well, I think I think the thing about economics is how incredibly easy it is, and how few people understand it. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. I remember having to teach AP economics. Yeah. To a room full of students that knew more about economics than I did. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not, but a, a couple of the keeners in the room had like already finished the textbook, and so they were like a little bit ahead of me. And what I feel like the thing that most people get wrong about economics is they feel like economics is about money, and really it's about like behavior and choices. Yeah. You know, it's about it's about uh, making decisions based on limited resources. Mm. And uh, when you sort of look at it as a study of behavior and a study of decision making and a study of resources it 
kind of changes it. It makes it a lot less boring than simply about dollars and cents. But the reason I brought this up is because, you know, Max has a, a comic strip, which I quite like, and a lot of the subject matter is relating to economics. And what I want to know is, do you have a name for this thing? Because right now, every time you post it, it's funny, but it needs a name. So if you guys, if you listener out there yeah. uh, have an idea for this. I guess I could call them little cutie comics. Yeah. But there's nothing but, uh, cute about economics. Yeah. Well, I guess the uh, the art style, maybe. You know, my little, uh, my little uh, what do you call them? My little figures there. My little, uh, my, the faces, you know. They're kind of cute little faces, you know. I, th- I think the reason why I'm putting it out to the audience is so that they can we can do better than yeah. little cutie comics. Well, the thing is, I, I also like put a name for each comic, you know. So what what do I got? I got to call them little cutie comics, and then the name of that specific comic, you know. Well, okay. So for example, when I was a kid, I liked Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Not today. Calvin's talking about his imaginary friend, mm. right? Uh, I liked The Far Side, even though each one had a different you know story yeah. each day. The, the thing about having a name is that it makes it repeatable and sellable. And I feel yeah. like you put a lot of work into these comics, or I assume you do. Um, and so, you know, you'd want, you want people to be able to, like, share them and tell other people about them. Yeah. Well, no one... I, don't, no one. I think even the people that uh, like me don't share anything I do, actually, so... Right, but maybe, maybe if, like... So, for example, uh, uh, Max had a comic about California that went pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. was basically like, uh, this is California, this is yeah. like the rich coastal area, and the rest of it is meth. Yeah. Um, and it people in California seemed to respond to it very well. They liked yeah. it. It was it was fairly true. But they weren't able to... But all of those millions or th- hundreds of thousands of people that saw that comic didn't see a name to that comic. So the yeah. next time they see that style, they might see that it's like similar, but they're not going to like associate it with something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to work on the branding there, huh? I got to... Uh... Yeah, you know uh, the, uh, the the podcast, their little cutie podcast. You know, it's uh, it's uh, sort of a, like a, uh, a running joke between my old my old friends. There, you know, we're making fun of our our mothers. You know, the Orange County mothers. You know, they'd be going to like. Uh, Are you from Orange County? Yeah, I'm from Orange County, California. There, you know, and uh, so me and my buddies, you know, we'd always get together high school college college times you know we get together play video games and get baked you know and uh we'd make fun of our mothers because <laughs> they are are they is our orange county moms like competitive with each other uh i don't mm. like which daycare you're getting into is it that kind of like like who's maybe i don't know i think maybe maybe my mom was a little different than uh, the rest of them you know because she had a job there you know she wasn't like i would say ma- ma- the majority of uh, orange county mothers, sex work is work yeah well Ah, you know, my my mom did uh my mom did uh date a uh, professional surfer. Do you know uh not Kelly Sla Corky Carroll? Have you heard of this guy Corky Carroll? I mean, is Corky uh Sherwood? No, <laughs> Corky Sherwood. He would, it would he, explain your face. He was like the number two the number two surfer back in the day. You know, right? And I remember like one night uh my buddies were staying at my house because my and my mom was uh going on a date with Corky Carroll and my my. My brother's friends are like, oh, my God, it's Corky Carroll Camp. Oh, my God, your mom's so cool. You know, and, uh, well, we hadn't gone through puberty yet, so we didn't really understand, like, what exactly was going on. Pre- my mom banged him, I'm pretty sure, you know. But, yeah. Oh, so, you, okay, you were raised by a single mom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you raised by a single mom in California, and your mom, that's, I mean, you know, yeah. 
Good honor. Right? I, and, I and she's out there. She's out there taking care of a kid, banging surfers. Yeah. Like your mom is no, much no, much cooler hot. than she was than hot her son. back in the day. Yeah. You know, she was uh, she was a uh, she was a uh, she was a hot mama. You know, and uh, I remember uh, you know after she came after. Uh, like a week later, she was talking about Corky Carroll, right? And she was like, <laughs> she, was, she was talking about how he had these calluses on his body, right? From surfing, right? And a uh, little uh, seven-year-old me, I didn't, I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I, I had no idea, you know, she was, I mean, she definitely banged him, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I, I didn't really understand that at the time, you know? And, th- and there she was explaining to me about the calluses on this guy's body with like, no, you know, she, nothing with, you know? Like it was that's nothing. that's traumatic. That's a traumatic experience, really. Don't it was you only it? retroactively traumatic. Like you only, <laughs> yeah. you only like realized yeah. it like years later. Yeah. Like you were like on the school bus or something, or you're yeah. like walking to work one day, and you're like, wait a wait a wait yeah. a second. Yeah. When when how old were you when you sort of like put two and two together? I don't know. I guess it must have been twelve, thirteen, or something. You know. You at twelve and thirteen was yeah. your mom still hot? Did your did your friends give you give you shit for it? Like. Um. Yeah, I guess I guess so. You know, uh, when I actually when I was in sixth grade, my there was a uh, my mom had a uh, accident. She had a. Uh, our dog, our dog was run over by an eighteen wheeler, actually, <laughs> in front of my in front of my uh, junior high school. Right, she was walking our dog. And it got it got run over, and it, and the leash was like around her arm, you know, and so it kind of like pulled her. It kind of messed up her arm after that, and uh, she was in a, a, a lot of pain after that, and uh, you know, life kind of went. Wait, down you lost there. your dog, the tra- tra- the trauma of the dog getting killed, and it also like injured her. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it injured her severely, and that injury. Uh, has plagued her for the rest of her life. Uh, but, uh, the dog ran out on the street, like while the, no, no, she was, a guy ran, a a, a guy driving an 18 wheeler ran a red light or it was, it was a green light, you know, she was in the crosswalk and he turned right without yielding. Right. Yeah. And he hit the dog there. It's terrible. I had, and we nearly had an accident with, um, with our dog. So, um, my, uh, we were, like when we went back to Toronto uh, two years ago, we were living in uh, a condo building, right? We we're up on the 18th floor, and um, my wife is with my daughter and my son, so they got the stroller, and she has the dog on one of those leashes that like extends, right? And uh, they get in the elevator, and another like another resident came with their dog. My dog runs out to like greet that dog i guess as the elevator door closes my wife's like and that and the resident's like the resident is like the dog's outside my wife realizes what's happening and goes to press the open button which is a fake button it's just there to make people feel Mm. like they have Mm. some kind of control but they don't because i guess for volume's sake right so the door goes shut and it's a very thin rope and uh, and so it doesn't cause the elevator to op- door to open back up again. And then they're obviously freaking out. The elevator rises. The grip goes out of my wife's hands, like up against the door. There's like some commotion and then it snaps, right? So clearly the implication is that the dog was lifted into the air and then had its neck snapped uh, at, at, like in the hallway in front of whoever was there and and so they make it up to you know they they make it up to the 18th floor they're freaking out she's crying my my daughter's crying they're like oh my god the dog is dead and um and then uh they go back down to i guess see the the damage which was probably not the best idea like she probably should have just like 
put my daughter in the apartment and said, right. okay, now I'm going to go back downstairs. Well, and this, is, this is why she doesn't like school. I think we just we just uncovered it, I think. <laughs> and then uh, the dog was just sitting there, like, happily hanging out with the quick-witted chilling. resident who, like, reached out and, like, unhooked the mm-hmm. dog uh, before it, you know, it got trapped in the elevator. And, like, I still, I don't know who that person was, but, I, like, I thanked them in our, like, resident face group. I was like, whoever you are, thank you so much. And uh, and so, and so yeah, that was, that was like, crazy because they were still shook up uh, for hours. And I'm just kind of pissed that they, like, disabled the, like, open door button. You know, I feel like it's a safety issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I mean, we've just gone to a dark place, yeah, I think. Yeah, this, this is a comedy podcast. Uh, JJ, so let's uh, let's keep it lighthearted here. Yeah. Okay, do you have any? But the dog survived. Yeah. That's light. All right. Do you have any? Do you have any happy memories? You know, yeah, my, my dog not getting run over by an eighteen wheeler and injuring my mom. What's your ha- What's your happiest memory of your of your entire life? You know, mine was meeting you. <laughs> um, should I say my, my daughter's birth? My wedding? okay, besides, they're in the house. They're in the house. No, no. Let's let's besides besides your family. You know, maybe uh, you know. Uh, I think when I was in grade six one day, at the end of a school day, we got a letter that said, like, there's, like, a pipe burst and it needs to be fixed tomorrow, so we got the day off. Like, it wasn't a snow day, which happens fairly frequently where I'm from. It was just an unexpected day off, and... uh, and then we went to the video ga- video store. Yeah. Right back then we used to have like small video stores, like not even blockbuster size. And we rented uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And like put that in uh, like my bedroom. And we had like a sleepover and we played it all freaking night. And like that was like, I mean, that those kind of wins. Like you don't get, as an adult, you don't really get that kind of joy. Yeah. Yeah. Childhood joy. Yeah. Like unexpected sleepover. It. Yeah. Like a new drop of a video game. I mean, come oh on. man, those are. I wish video games still gave me that joy. You know, it's it's kind of like kind of like drugs. I guess they just don't they stop working. You know. As I also a, got a seat on the Yamanote once at rush hour. That was cool. You got a seat. Yeah, I got oh. to sit down. Oh, I see. Yeah, did, yeah. did the Japanese people give you the seat, or did you did you fart and they cleared, or like that? I mean, there was. I was standing. Someone got up. Yeah. I sat down. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, that's the Yamanote line. This is a, that's the crowded one. I don't know if you guys have seen the video. There are the several YouTube. crowded. Yeah, it's not even the most crowded train line, but it's the it's the it's the most famous train line in, in Tokyo, right? Yeah, it's the one everyone jumps in front of when they want to kill themselves. I so. believe that's the Chuo. It's the Chuo. That's the Chuo. I, I, I heard the Yamanote was the top choice for really. The, uh, yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, maybe 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 we should do a, a man on the street video about that. Like, which is the best? We're going to interview Japanese people and be like, which is the best train line to jump in front of when you want to kill yourself? And- you know, it's funny. Uh, we don't have much in the ways of, um, like, restrictions in terms of, like, what you can say on stage uh, at the Tokyo Comedy Bar. And, in fact, like, I feel like people deserve the opportunity to, um, to like, find themselves and to find their style and to fail. And so we don't really have very many, like, explicit... Well, we do have one restriction. But, we're kind of famous. Sort but, of famous. But, uh... Uh, train suicides is like you know, you know that was one of the early ones like let's let's try and avoid those jokes because there's actually like a lot of people that get triggered like they've either been there like when someone done it or they've had a family member do it so yeah we try to avoid those everybody yeah. in japan has the has the family member that's jumped in front of the train there you know so you gotta you well gotta i think that's a bit of an exaggeration but yeah. it's a it's a big one well they, they know you know it's six degrees of separation you know they know somebody who knows when i lived somebody. in taiwan the big thing was uh, jumping off of buildings 
oh, which would which would be like a breakup thing. Like, yeah. you break up with me, I'm gonna threaten to jump off a building. And like the the Taipei like municipal fire department was like really good at it. And they were like, they could like get to a building and deploy the big bouncy thing. Yeah. Uh, like fast. Like they Trample. were like, like 30 minutes or it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, they're like, they're like, really, they're, they're as good at deploying that trampoline as like, we are at snow removal in my hometown. I see. Yeah. I see. Oh yeah. JJ is Canadian. If you guys haven't been able to tell by the, his pronunciation of sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. You're, you're, you're so, you're sorry. It's funny though because I'm I'm from the English side of a French speaking city, yeah. right? Um, you know, Quebec is giant. It's several times the size of Texas. Uh, it is huge, and you can go your entire life without meeting an English person. They and, uh, and but I'm from the English speaking side of it. But we are most of the people who have that like Canadian background. They've already like left. And they left the English speakers who were like Indian, Italian, Jewish, Lebanese. And uh, and so we grew up with a bit of a different accent, more of like a me-I kind of like Italian-ish-y, like Mediterranean-y sort of like wears too much cologne kind of accent. And I didn't, I saw, I saw, um, was it like Strange Brew growing up? And I thought that that was like a joke. Like, I didn't know that people actually had that kind of accent in other parts of Canada. And, like, I just, I never, I thought it was just this caricature. And I I still remember sitting in, like, a sauna in the YMCA when I was, like, maybe 20 years old. And someone was like, how about them Leafs, eh? And I, like, couldn't answer his question because I was in shock. I'm like, oh, my, you, it's real? There's actually people who talk like that? Like, I didn't, I thought it was a work my whole life you know and now um that hoser accent would be considered quaint because they've there's this whole new accent that's emerged in toronto the toronto accent uh, have you heard about this no i haven't about this? Well, what does it, it sound is like? it is weird it's like there's it's 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 like a jamaicany it's like a british jamaican but like also it's got some somali words <sighs> So basically, like, basically it, too many and, and, and yeah, and 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 it, and it can get really high, like all farm, like lots of farm mans, like the girls are you, and they talk like it's. I can't do it hmm. without sounding racist. Yeah, and I have like friends, people of colors from like the United States, and they and they're like, what what is happening up there? Like they see videos, they see people talking in Toronto, and they're like, how? Yeah. I, yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I like my algorithm is really pushing a lot of these videos to me right now. And uh, I share them with my friends and they're like, stop, stop. I can't see any more of this. It's I great. See. Toronto man's just Google that Toronto man's M-A-N-S or Toronto accent. You, you, Toronto you will not be disappointed. I mean, you'll be disappointed, but it yeah. is everything. It is absolutely everything that I'm suggesting. It's really crazy. What if I search for it on Pornhub? Like if I search Toronto man's like what kind of videos will i get there will i get the we are recording this from my daughter's room yeah eight-year-old daughter's room yeah so i don't so know if these walls can talk yeah stop um <laughs> i don't know i don't know much about the hub uh these days yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. well you need you, that's why you need to move to a bigger apartment you know so you can have your own private room there you know? uh, i'm looking yeah I'm, I'm excited you know i think uh my kids deserve their own room yeah yeah or definitely one with soundproof walls at least you know yeah i've got this room that like slides like between my room and my kids room it's yeah. just a, a divider yeah well that's good when, when you can hear them screaming as they sleep it's good you know so. you laugh but like they do like my my son yeah. 
my daughter used to just randomly scream at night. Uh, but now my son, sometimes in the middle of the night, uh, he just starts yeah. getting angry. Well, my pug Zorro, he has, he has lots of bad dreams too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I definitely used to have the whole like, uh, oh, my, my dog is my kid kind of thing yeah. going on. Um, that was a thing when I didn't have actual kids. Sometimes I have bad dreams, but in the middle of the bad dream, I'll just realize, well, this isn't as bad as my real life. Does he fart a lot? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes when he when he eats things that are not part of his you normal You kind of like diet. proud a little bit? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, you're farting like, yeah. Oh, well, I like it when he farts on my wife. Yeah, I, I When get... he farts on me, I don't like that. But it's much better when he farts on her. You know, I like that. That's good. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's a little he's a little fat boy. You know? Is he like he's fat for pug? No, he he was a he was a three point five fat boy. <laughs> so, listeners of the podcast will know the story. Is uh, we we took him to the vet there, and uh, they have like a scale one two three four five six. So three is normal, six is too fat, and one is too skinny. And he was he was three point five. He's fine on the fat boy scale. So he's a he's a three point five fat boy. But since then he's lost, like we we uh, reduced his uh, food a little bit. So he's uh, he's lost half a kilo. So I think now he's uh, now he's now he's at eight kilos. So you're just fat shaming him for no good reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got he's got the fat boy mentality. I think you know? they all do. Yeah. All dogs. Yeah. They will feed, give them as much food as the you know he'll eat as much food as you'll give them, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to. He wants. He loves sumo. You know, that's his favorite sport is uh, sumo and competitive eating. And he wants to be Kobayashi. He's basically, you know, he's the. Uh... So you used to be a weatherman. Is that? Is that I how, sure was. Yeah. How, for how a long, long time. For yeah. like eight years. Yeah. Eight years. Did the weather? Yeah. So what, what, what can you tell me about meteorology? Nothing. <laughs> like okay, so all right, so in China, you you want to be a presenter, you study presenting. Was this in China or yeah, was it... yeah, it was. It, I, I was working. Uh, a friend of mine got the job first. They needed uh, two weather presenters for a new channel, um, uh, international channel, Shanghai ICS. Uh, but the way it works over there is that you're a presenter, and that's your job, or you're a meteorologist in your job. It's not like in the U.S. where you're like. A meteorologist first and then you go out and become yeah. a weather presenter yeah, i'm not sure Johnny, so it was Johnny mountain was a so the the weather bureau had its own tv studio and there would be like different weather presenters that would be on different networks but we would all work from the same studio yeah right and so it was like me um my friend and we did the english you know together essentially and then uh a chinese guy and then like five really you know pretty girls right that ba- so basically that covered the yeah. the city channels and um just i had to basically get it done in a minute and uh, obviously they're not yeah. like well you're used to that right getting it done in a minute yeah it was fun it was cool we, we worked it's funny our tv studio was in the old shu weather observatory so this was the first place where they were doing the jesuits were doing weather observations like 140 years ago and, uh, and so it was really cool because that was like where all the official, um, it was where like all the, all the official like measurements were taken for the city. Cause they, they'd always been taken in that place. And, uh, and so I would just go, like, I'd be fed the information, like the maps were already there and they would tell me like what the weather warnings were. They would tell me like what, what where the typhoon was coming. And so I never had to actually learn anything about meteorology. Like I was just good yeah at taking the information that they gave me and delivering it. And there are four kinds of clouds and I can't, I still can't name them. Cumulonimbus, that's my favorite. What's even funnier though, is that I also, at the same time that I worked for the 
Weather Bureau like media center, I also got a job on the political side. So I was also working for the Shanghai Weather Bureau. So you, you were reading propaganda? Or what, what? I, I definitely was reading propaganda, but, but on air. Uh, but no, um, because one, t- one, t- one time the weather instrumentation said like it was like 41.7. So I'm like, I went in to, do, to record my minute and I'm like, hey guys, just to let you all know, like we hit 41.7 today. This was the highest ever recorded in 140 years of direct observations here at the Xu Jiahui Observatory in Xu Jiahui, which means this, we're breaking records today. It is a hot day, which means you, got, you guys got to go be careful, drink a lot of water, stay out of the sun, you know, take it easy today. And they come over the mic and they're like, uh, JJ, you're going to have to do that again because it's 39.9. I'm like, but I just... Like, I just checked. It was 41.7. They're like, everyone gets the day off at 40. All right? So it's not 40. It's 39.9. I'm like, all right, it's 39.9. So I definitely did once have to go on TV and lie. But I I was going to ask, like, one day it's cloudy. And they're like, oh, well, Chairman Xi wants it to be sunny today. So you're going to have to say it's sunny. Like, Well, we we definitely, like, I I would have to, I would work uh, in, I would present a lot of our accomplishments to yeah. other national meteorological and hydrological observations. I was technically director of outreaches in international and in, in multi-hazard early warnings. We, we developed a system that put a lot more of like the emergencies and alerts in the hands of the weather department because we basically came to the conclusion that the, the most disasters are weather related. So we sort of like moved a lot of that kind of public safety into the hands of the meteorology department. And it was a it was a demonstration project for the whole world. It was a WMO demonstration project. And my job was to communicate with other countries and like communicate like our findings. And they would they would definitely want me to like talk about how successful they were with weather modification. They'd be like, yeah, and like talk about how we like made it rain when it wasn't supposed to. Oh, and I'm like, it. I'm like, that's just creepy guys. Like, you know. Yeah, they put like the uh, silver oxide in the air, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was really funny, but we did a lot of good stuff over there. Like health forecasting yeah. was very cool. Yeah. Basically, like we we could we had enough data and we had enough supercomputing that we could tell you like if it's been this hot for this many days and this much humidity, this is how many people are going to have diarrhea tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that based on the the the? Just a lot of street food. You I know? see. Oh yeah, the street yeah, food yeah. there. Yeah. But we had we basically had the yeah, weather information we had the the data from the hospitals do you, so. do you miss anything about living in china what hell you, yeah. yeah i mean what, i lived there i lived there and it wasn't just a place it was a time yeah. and uh you know the whole world was pivoting changing things were being constructed it was such a dynamic place and i miss the expats honestly like you're fine you're yeah. cool but the, the gaijin are yeah. are, are I'm not pass- as dynamic I'm, I'm as passable you know? i mean well you you do stuff but you like write books and stuff like yeah. that you're like active but i feel like a lot of people here just live like a decent life yeah. but they're they kind of live like a, a boringish life right yeah. like japan provides that for you whereas china was just like hustle all the time and mm. people were doing crazy things and they really like imagine they just thought big mm. and they like accomplished big and they failed big so it was yeah. it was a really really cool uh place to be like, you know, we like, you dream, oh, make, let's make a comedy club. We built one and then we had to shut it down and built another one and built another one. Here things happen a lot more slower. I moved here at the very end of 2017, the beginning of 2018, and I was in shock that they still sold CDs and DVDs, right? Yeah. Things just happen. People always talk about Japan living in the future, but to me it seems like they're uh, they also living in the past. Yeah, it's, fu- yeah. it's future pa- days of future past, yeah. like, like the X-Men, you know? They got the fax machines and, you know, no rights for women or gay people, you know, but, uh, you know, they got robots. Also. <laughs> it's funny, you know, they they also really interesting. They take really big, it's weird because uh, 
they're very adventurous when it comes to food. They will take mm-hmm. things that shouldn't be together and mash them up, like and then sell them. I, I disagree. Uh, one time I made a sweet potato curry, and every one of my roommates were like, "What? You put sweet potatoes instead of regular potatoes? That's crazy!" And no one, no Japanese person has ever tried this. I'm like, "How can you not?" I mean, I've seen I've seen a sweet potato creme brulee. I I I tagged it. I saw it on Facebook. Sorry, I saw it on Instagram the other day. So I messaged Showen, who's one of our comedians, and I'm like, "Showen, have you tried this?" Because because Showen knows anything Instagrammable, like he knows it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's insane, right? It's all—it's like to a fault. And he's like, looked really good, but uh, the reviews were less than 4.0, so I can't go. I I'm see. like, <laughs> well, he's a prude. I, I guess. I guess when you when you when you know when you have encyclopedic oh, knowledge of oh, everything. Oh, my wife's a Disneyland princess. I can't eat stuff that's lower than 4.0. I'm like, well, I actually said like she took a chance on someone that was less than 4.0. Yeah, I, I, know, I know, right? I mean. So I, f- I feel like it's weird that they'll they'll take like they'll make put pizza on cod skin they'll do like mayonnaise popsicles yeah. they'll do all kinds of weird shit but like if you're like well what about women's rights they're like <laughs> no <laughs> come on no. slow down we're come an on. island yeah come on yeah yeah uh, I guess as I guess that's a problem in every country you know the older generation is in power you know and the younger generation is uh, dumb. I mean, I don't. I I like the kids. I think they. I think I. Sometimes I feel it's the old people that are dumb. You know. Uh. Well. Okay. I can. Are you, you. Do you? Are you more? Are you more? Do you more? Do you? Are you more like with? Are you? If you had to choose your generation, would you go with the twenty-year-olds or the sixty-year-olds? Americans. Yeah. You, you. Would you be like? Would you? Are you like more in line with like the the sixty-ish, sixty-five, seventies, or are you more in line with the kids? Right. No, I would say sixty-year-olds. I guess. Yeah. You yeah. don't need ass. Yeah. yeah. No. No, nah, I've never, I've never, never been attracted to anal. I never, I never understood that. You know, I just, I'm, a, I'm just, uh, I'm just a meat and potatoes guy. You know, but you don't even do potatoes anymore, though, do you? Yeah, no. I mean, it's just do the meat. You know. Yeah. But uh, no, I can tell you the uh, the uh, the future generation of uh, Japan is uh, not looking good as a, as a university teacher there. Oh, oh man, my students, holy guacamole, dude. Oh, they are. <laughs> the first job I got here was I was working at a place called the Japan Language of Foreign Language, Japan Institute of Foreign Languages or something. But essentially, my job was to teach future flight attendants. Yeah, I had like two classes full of these like nineteen year olds, and they had to like dress up like perfectly every day. They got inspected, so it was like crazy because mm. it was like it was it was twenty five like really pretty clones yeah. like in sort of like office lady gear every day, and I was like, this is crazy. And it, they were they were the I don't know. They were so checked out. I don't know if they were dumb or checked out, but like it was infuriating. I could not believe. Uh, and because I had just come from China where people were like, they work freaking hard, right? Like they take studies very seriously, you know? And uh, I couldn't believe how blase everybody was, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this This uh, generation of uh, Japanese people. They, uh, they don't seem... Uh... I guess the uh, not not just Japan, but just the world is the uh, no no one seems uh, motivated or no one has any hope for the future, you know. So uh, it's kind of depressing, I guess, you know. Yeah, because your sixty year olds fucked everything up. Yeah, well, that's what I you know. It's I I would say it's the fault of central economic planning, but <laughs> <laughs> which brings us back to the question. If you have an idea for uh, a name for Max's comic strip, please. 
him up at uh, at, at uh, Central Max Kevin at Kevin Max Central at, Comic at Max Kevin Comedy on Instagram. Central uh, Planning everyone, Comics. Everyone that listens to this podcast already follows me though, so it doesn't matter. We don't have to mention it. You know? They already future fans. Yeah. Future fans. We can follow follow you got an Instagram. I do. Yeah, do you, you post stuff at on JJ Walkrat and uh, at Rose Battle Tokyo. Yeah, Rose. I feel like Rose Battle Tokyo is kind of your main one there. You know, I feel like you know no one wants to, no one cares about your your Instagram profile. Like, people people want to look at the Rose Battle Tokyo, but no one actually wants to. No one's actually interested in. I mean, it. yeah, Dude, I take pictures of yeah. uh, of uh, Japanese food trucks. Yeah, I don't even eat at Japanese food trucks. Yeah. I just think they're extremely cute. Yeah, I like the aesthetic. Yeah. It's... And also for the next eleven days, uh, if you see any wild uh, Taylor Swift versus MAGA shit, like send it to me. It's it's bringing me so much joy to see this this oh, how the conspiracy yeah. theories. I forgot to mention, no one actually listens to this podcast. Actually, so it's just uh, no one's you're not gonna get any. It's just my mom and my brother basically. I uh, to your mom, I feel really bad yeah. about what happened with your uh, with your arm. I heard you used yeah. to be a smoke show. Yeah. Oh, I got some pictures. I can show you some pictures, maybe. She was, uh, yeah, she was younger. She was quite the... I used to be pretty good looking, too, you know? My hair used to be beautiful. Now, God took it away from me. I've seen some pictures of yeah. even me, Yeah. like, when I was, like, young, and it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how much... Yeah. That's difficult for me to imagine, but uh, I'll try, you know? Try to imagine attractive, attractive JD. <laughs> right, right? It's so weird, you know? I mean, the, the imagination has limits, you know? I can only go... So far, JJ, I can't, you know, that, that might be beyond my capabilities, you know, to imagine. We're doing the roast battle right now, you know. It's... Yeah, speaking of, next roast battle, February 17th, and then March 9th. So, February 17th is a Your Hood's a Joke, City versus City, Country versus Country. Max uh, equipped himself very well in a battle uh, between Germany. Deutschland. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> that's a good battle. The UK. And Jay Yamaki, UK. So we're doing that again uh, in February, and then we're back to like regular roast battle when season two starts in March. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Can't wait. Hopefully, um, we will get a bunch of new people on there. And uh, yeah, we got any, are there any new comedians recently? I haven't really been hanging out at the club too much, you know. So I don't the open mics anyway. Have you been going to the open mics? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any new up and comers? Any new? Any promising? No, sorry. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know who's new and who isn't. You know, I don't know. But um, yeah, the the this the pool, the pool like thing is is right like is that you 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 see someone at a mic and they're like not very good or they have some potential and then yeah. you don't go for a little while you don't really notice them developing yeah and then one day you turn around and you see them on a showcase and you're like oh my god like that guy's yeah. like funny now you know it's really awesome to see people like come up and progress yeah. and sort of like work through the rust, you know? Or sometimes like one just, day, yeah. one day I'll see Max on stage and be like, "Oh, that was awesome." Yeah. Well, that's that's every time, dude. I kill it every time, bro. Woo! Except except for the times I bomb, but I don't count those. Okay. I just I delete those recordings so I don't ever have to But I remember them. Yeah. Well, delete them from your memory if you could, if you would. The only time I bomb is cuz the audience sucks. Basically, so it's not my fault. You know. How 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 do you feel about your own development as a comedian? Do you feel you're getting better? Do you, have you? I do. I feel like I'm getting a lot better, but I also feel like I'm getting less disciplined. I've been going in there and just doing, like, not. I haven't been, I haven't been sequencing stories in a way that I'm building towards an hour 
building towards a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been doing things in a disciplined way where I'm like being very careful about my word choices. Um, but I feel like I'm a lot better in the loose. Like I, I, I was never really good at crowd work, but I feel like I'm getting a lot better at that. Okay. And I'm getting uh, better at storytelling. Uh, but like what I'm not getting better at is like marketing myself, mm. cutting up, making clips, mm. getting out there, creating, creating a space for me to go out and like do something more than just going to the club. But in the end, right, like I'm kind of here, I've got my kids. It's not really an option for me to go out and do a lot of touring. So yeah. basically killing it at the club is, is kind of like what I do, right? I'm a house comic essentially. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I have this really cool space that's increasingly full every night and it's just 20 minutes away so mm-hmm. yeah it's good what where, where do you get your ideas from where, i don't know man where do, jo- yeah. where do jokes come from uh but like if an idea comes in my head sometimes i'll just like i'll write it down in a notes app and then i'll i'll try and flush it out but often some of the best writing happens when i'm given uh an assignment because I'm a bit of a procrastinator. So yeah. uh, if I'm, you know, sometimes my jokes come because I got to prepare for a roast battle. A couple weeks ago, I did uh, Renaco's show, which is Renaco's Comedy Lime. So it's a storytelling show. And so I had to put some stuff out that I'd kind of been, avo- I haven't talked about really much on stage, uh, which is my secret COVID baby. And like that worked out really, really well. So you have a third child? No, the second child we had during COVID. Oh, I see. Nobody saw, we weren't going out. Nobody saw that my wife was pregnant. So I didn't tell anyone. Oh, I see. I called it my mom. Yeah. Uh, well, standing next to you, it's hard to tell if anyone's pregnant. I, think. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize the the lady doing the rose bottle was pregnant. You know, the, the I, did, bottle, I did. I did. And she was like, and but I knew, like, I thought that she might have been a little thick. But then, like, I saw the way she was rubbing her yeah. belly, and that was definitely well, maybe some she was a little shit. fat. You know, uh, those Americans, you know, they're, they're a little chub chub over there. You know, it's funny. So one of the stories from this last week where we had two people from overseas, both from the UK, Scotland and London. Uh, well, one, one of them is India by way of London. They went out to Denver to compete in the world championships. And they were both like, Jesus Christ, these portions are insane. <laughs> just like pictures of like pictures of like food portions yeah. and like large cup sizes. And they're like, how is this even possible? I still yeah. remember going to Vegas once and seeing a meal that was so big and a sign being like, you have to pay extra if you split this with someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, I, I was in Las Vegas. Uh, I woke up and I wanted a coffee and I went to a 7-Eleven. I'm like, hey, do you guys have a small coffee? And they're like, that is the small coffee. And it was massive. It was the size of like a mega yeah. here at uh, here at Lawson. Yeah. America's like, America's like waste. Yeah, They like wasting things, yeah. Me, Japan loves wasting things too. Yeah. They, they still Japan loves wa- wasting packaging. Packaging. But is... not food. Yeah? America's love wasting food. <laughs> yeah. Packaging is nuts here. Yeah. Gotta recycle though. Don't forget to recycle. They just burn it. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. They just burn it. They just pretend. They just burn it. Yeah. You know saran wrap is not plastic? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. That's that's the burnable garbage. You can't put the saran wrap in the... Have you been putting your saran wrap in the, in the plastic? <laughs> You're gonna lose your visa if you do that. If you keep doing that, I feel like I feel I feel like uh, they're gonna. The recycling is just they're just doing it to make us feel. It's a it's a psyop. They're making us feel like they're doing something with it. But yeah. like you go to McDonald's, you see like they've got the different. It's just the same bag, huh? right? You you separate stuff. This one, this one, and it goes in the same bag. All right. So what are your dreams for the future? What are you you got any? You got any goals for the next ten years? What are you gonna? I'd like to. Um, gonna hang out I'd like Japan? to have. I'd like to have an ab. Yeah, 
Just one? I mean, one would be a good start. That would yeah. be great, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm down, but, like, the I mean, thing is, I've lost a ton of weight, but the yeah. thing is, I was so big that, like, losing a ton of weight, like, yeah. I'll, like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, man, yeah. I'm looking good now. And then I'll look at myself yeah. again and I'll be like, wow, I'm a fat piece of shit, right? Yeah. Like, I'm really, like, like, I, like, I still, if I, I, like, I lost so much weight, but I was so big that if I started here, right, like, I would still have to, like, this would still be, like, a place to start from, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to continue that journey and um, I'd like to have disposable income. That would be fun. Yeah. Also, you know, I'd, I'd like to win the Rose Battle League this year and I'd like to, uh, just, you know, start uh, open, doing shows, promoting shows in other parts of the country as well. Yeah, yeah you're going to hang out in Japan for the next 10 years? You well, gonna... I don't know about 10 years, but for the immediate future, yeah. Yeah. How about you? You're a lifer? You're here uh, forever? Well, I tried to move back to America, but I failed. So I don't have any skills, so I can't get a job anywhere, basically. Right. Yeah. All, uh, yeah. all I can do is teach English, so can't really don't have any hope for the future basically yeah all right well anyway that was uh that's our that's our part anything else you want to tell the listener any life lessons you want to tell the listeners before we finish up here got any final advice i i i mean have we been dispensing advice i would say if you have a good title for max's comics please send through yeah well that he needs it i mean enough about me i mean you know what about, what about, you know, I got nothing. I got, I try to, try to think of a joke. At JJ Walker at on Instagram at Tokyo Rose Battle. If you are in the greater Kanto area, definitely come see our shows. And, uh, and, yeah. and we are on seven nights. Well, we do comedy seven nights a week. So right in Shibuya, uh, right near the dog. Yeah, if any, if any, if any by chance, probably not, but any, any comics listening to this, you want to come do a roast battle, get in contact with JJ. All right, anything else? Should I, should I, your daughter, your daughter wants the room back? Yeah. She wants her, yeah? Oh, she's standing. Mimi, how you door. doing? She's you standing in the doorway. You want to say hi to my podcast listeners? Listener. That's a no. Know. That's a no. She speaks three languages? Yes. Yes. English, Japanese, Chinese. How about French? She's yeah, but French. she's annoying in every language. Oh, oh. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's how you, that's how you know a parent loves you, I think. It's, yeah. It can't be seven days a week. It has seven days. So, if it, if it's seven if it's seven days a week, then it's every day. That's right. That's, that's right. That's that's great. If it's seven days a week, it's every day. I think that's. I think we're gonna end it there. I think yeah. that, that, that's great advice. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.